only ever be where you are right now. What is your podcast? It's the major investment in your life, right? The journey will always be your journey. Yo, what's good, my friends, and welcome to the Bottle Joe Podcast, episode 99, Why She Doesn't Text You Back and Overcoming Your Sexual Neediness. This tasty episode is brought to you by BoldDojo.com, where you guys can pick up that crash course to kick-ass day game. That's my book. Short little action guide, get you out there, taking action straight up. Uh, you can also book one-on-one Skype coaching to dive into your limiting beliefs, set up action plans to overcome the shit that is holding you back in your life, and create actual change. Also, deep dive, immersive boot camps. Shout out to the US boot camps coming up next month in June. We're going to be in New York, June 7 and 8. That boot camp is pretty much tied up. But I'm available for future dates. Slide me a DM. Sorry, a message. So you should say that from the gram. Uh, slide me a message at bodoju.com forward slash boot camps. But on the website, there's an inquiry form there. I'm available for future dates in different cities. Uh, and the boot camp, immersive day game foundations, just have the path of illumination laid out for your uh, social skill set. And never be afraid of what it means to meet a girl. <laughs> Just know what you're fucking doing. If you guys would like to support this potter, you can do so by donating anything that you wish through the PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. You can hit it up on uh, PayPal. Also on the website, I uh, put a don- donate link, which goes straight through the website at bodage.com on the podcast link there. So you can get that. But I'm so grateful to those of you that do donate anything that you can to support what we're doing here. And uh, A&E, Kanshe Star, grateful forever. Thank you so much. Now in this session of sessions, you can tell I left it all out on the court right now, all out on the field. My voice is reefed. We went so hard on this one individual context of this guy that was just operating on all time levels of transactional neediness, sexual-based neediness with this girl and putting time frames on it and not even aware of it. And that's what's so crazy about this poto is that you're going to see a full illumination of all the red flags of how this guy was causing this girl to not text him back, to be flaky with him, and how you guys are gonna be able to avoid that. This is a pretty much a manifesto. Like this is an incredible bottle you guys are about to dive into. So with that being said, you know, feel free to take breaks in between and just get your notepad out, get your Evernote out, take notes through it, and keep time marks, keep timestamps. We're about to dive. Let's go. Sweet mama jama. What's up, my friends? Welcome to BDP99. Checking your desperation. What to do when a girl doesn't text you back? Let's go. I'm extremely excited for this photo right now, my friends. We do have some housekeeping to do regarding New York boot camps in June, US. It's going to be sick. And also, welcome to those of you from Spotify. Let's see on Spotify for the first time. We'll get to that more in a second. But yeah, today I've got some intense context from the gram, as always. Shout out to Uitang One from a young man uh, in South Africa with a girl that he was uh, getting really sexually amorous with, some sexual, some sexual vibes going down. And he messaged me. Uh, it was something of a bit of a time frame, but I unfortunately don't think I was able to meet that time frame because I had a lot of shit going on last week. So he's probably already gone through the experience, but we're gonna we're gonna go through this as if he hasn't. And what's interesting, the way that I know about this is because he sent me a follow up to his initial message he sent me, which is gonna tie up this potter real well. So we've got a full play here. This is unique in a way. It's unique in a way because he sent me this message regarding a girl that he was getting in with, but she stopped responding to him. What the hell do we do about this? And then now, I don't know, it's like a week later, he sent me another message about how it all played out. So there's that. And, you know, when I think about when a girl doesn't text you back, we're always going to check out 51st. We're always going to look at what type of things were we doing that could have potentially pushed her off the kill. That could have sent her packing in other directions. 
what type of actions were we coming up with? Were we coming from that place of just wholesome abundance? Think about what that means. Let that drive deep. Let those juices drift down your goddamn chin. <laughs> when you think about wholesome abundance, think about the actions that come from that. Think about what type of person operates in his life of wholesome abundance. And of course, that can extrapolate out to your career, your family, social circle, uh, your physical temple, your mental development. But we're talking romantic right here. We're talking about that dating right here. Right here, when you think about someone who's operating from wholesome abundance, whereas I check in all those boxes. Did I check all those boxes for that girl? That's where my mind goes first. And yeah, this is what we're doing. And we're going to, don't worry, context will come. We'll get into the messages. And yeah, I want to hit that housekeeping now as well. So that's where, I'm, that's where my mind's coming out with. We're feeling good this morning. Uh, for those of you that are watching on the, uh, on the tube right now, you can see I'm not holding my matcha bowl. It's because it's a little bit later in the day. Actually, it's not even morning. It's like 12 or 5 p.m. So I've already had my matcha. I've already had my matcha. Apologies to the matcha fam. But what I got right here is that uh, that clean water with some fresh cut ginger, lemon, lime, bit of pink salt. Don't mind that. And it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It's rare. We've got open skies. Taiyo summer is out, also known as the sun in Japanese. And oh yeah, housekeeping. Let's go. I always forget this. So we're in May right now. I think it's like May 6th or 5th. Going to New York next month. It's pretty much this time next month. So for those of you that are looking to dive in for the deeper level immersion, day game bootcamp, send me a message at boldridge.com. On YouTube, you guys don't hear the intro. It's only on the audio versions. So I just want to chuck that in here just right at the beginning. Just send me a message at boldridge.com. In the about section or the bootcamp section, there's uh, inquiry forms there. Second thing, welcome to those of you that are listening on Spotify. Hell yes. A few of you reached out to me on YouTube, oh, I think it was two potters ago or it was the last potter, uh, saying that if I could get it on Spotify. And listen, I have looked into this. I have looked into getting this podcast on Spotify, but for the longest of times, it was, a, it was like jump through five different hoops ringed with fire to try and get your podcast on Spotify. And they just made it really difficult. But podcasts in beta is now on Spotify where you can just submit it and it's through, it's this really easy application. It got approved in like one day. So welcome to those of you that are listening on Spotify, because I know for those of you that listen on Apple, you're using iTunes most likely. And for the most part, it's just been either, for those of you that are listening on Android, you just listen through CastBox, which is what I use to listen to, because I use a Droid as well, Samsung S9, <clears throat> not sponsored. <laughs> and uh, I use CastBox because it's a really good app. It's free app. It's a, it's good. And or you can download it straight from the website. You can straight download this episode from boldoja.com forward slash or boldoja podcast, I think. Anyway, just go to the website and you can download the file directly from my website. But Spotify makes it easy. So welcome to those of you on Spotify. And that's it. That's the context. Uh, hang on a second. Clients messaging me. I'm just finding up this context message from the man himself, and we're going to dive into this whole uh, desperation on Max. This, uh, what to do when a girl doesn't respond to you? Was she not texting you back? Let's go. So what, what kind of name am I going to use for him? I'm going to call him T. Although he's from a completely different part of the world, this is not the T that I, oh, there's so many T's actually. There's female T's, there's male T's. I'm going to call him T. He knows who he is. But just for the long-time listeners, he's not the T. Uh, that I often refer to from either Melbourne or uh, New York. <clears throat> My voice is a little raspy at the moment. 
not sure why. It might have come in a little too hot. I'm not sick or anything. Brother is though. Okay. So, anyways, so let's go. Let's go. On April 25th, he messaged me. So, what's that like? That's uh, that's like ten days ago. Yeah, it's not quite two weeks. A week and a half ago. And he messaged me saying, "Hey, Adam." So I'm watching your podcast and I'm growing your neediness and so far it's great. I thought maybe I should try and hit you up about this problem I've been having, which is turning me into my old needy self again. Quick backstory. I'm from South Africa. I met this girl. She's from the States. She's been here for a couple of months. She leaves in the first week of May. Pause. That's what I mentioned before about the uh, time constraint. That's why I don't think I've met the time constraint because we're past the first week of May. Yes? Oh, yeah. Technically, yeah. Okay. Anyways, resume. We met while she was living in my town for three weeks and I saw her almost every Friday and Saturday of those three weeks because I have a pretty hectic job so I don't have time to socialize. I didn't really hit her, hit on her when I first met her. I kept it very chill in terms of conversation. She left to tour the rest of the country after three weeks and came back to town around March. We accidentally met up on a night out and we made out. It got pretty raunchy in the back of the club and she pretty much confessed that she likes me and we should hang out. We exchanged numbers a couple of, sorry. We exchanged numbers. A couple of days later, I tried to set up a date. She flaked because of work. I was polite, told her we can reschedule. I hit her up a few days later and I try and set something up and she accepted. The next morning she texts me, she can't make it. Now in my mind, I'm like to hell with this girl. Delete the number, move on. I bump into her a f- I bump into her in town a few weeks later and I'm very cold. I greet her with a side hug, kept the conversation to like 30 seconds and told her I was late and needed to leave. Later that day she texted me and told me she lived a couple of minutes away from my area and I could come visit any time. She apologized for the flakes. I responded a few hours later to set up a date, but this time I called her, we spoke on the phone. To cut a long story short, I went, it's kind of already gone a bit long, bro. Too late for that. Uh, I went over to her place. We talked for like four hours and cuddled, made out. We did a lot more, still no sex, but it was a very intimate night we spent together. Now I text her, now I text her the next day and it's been two days and she hasn't responded to my text. I'm confused. I'm kind of confused because we both had a great night and all of a sudden she goes quiet. I don't want to reach out again or call her because I don't want to seem needy. Even though I really like this girl and compared to all the other girls I have in my rotation, she's the one I really like the most. So of all the abundance I have, I still have a little one-itis over this one girl. I'm stuck and thought maybe I should reach out to you and see if you have any advice. Also, I'm running out of time to make anything happen with this girl as I have two more weeks before she goes home. I believe regardless that I should play the best game I can with this girl and not be a desperate needy guy. So if you have any advice, I would appreciate it. <laughs> oh, boom, that's a great message. That's a great message. Even though it was long, uh, it's juicy. It's rich. It is rich in context. And there's an interesting place my mind went through with uh, actually just listening to that as a, in, as a whole, as a whole message. The warning signs, the red flags to me as a coach come in at the end of his message. There are some things we're going to go back through the rest of the message and we'll fine tooth comb it. We'll fine tooth comb. That's the one. Fine tooth comb it. Hard to say quick. And we'll go through those. Don't, don't worry. We'll unpack it. I like to start off hot. I like to rush. Not rush, but I like to keep the energy high at the beginning. And then we kind of dip in and 
we settle ourselves. You guys know what it is. And But I feel like actually just listening to his mentalities at the end there, I just want to park a couple of things. I'm going to pin a couple of things here just so you know where we're going to go with this. When he says, also, I'm running out of time to make anything happen with this girl. That's a red flag to me. Park that. I believe regardless, I should play the best game I can with this girl. That's a red flag to me. Park that. So there's two things at the end there. I just want to keep those in mind because as we do go down these bottles, for those of you that are new, or even for those of you that are new, you know that there is a tendency for us to get a little bit lost. We can get lost. Not today, though. Not today. So let's uh, let's go through the beginning here. Let's go right, uh, right up from the beginning. But this is what I like. I like this rich context, so I always encourage you guys to do this with me, uh, to send me these details for sure. So I know at the beginning of the potter, I mentioned how it's all about checking your 50. In, in the potter, he was referring to how to uh, outgrow your neediness. I do go into a lot of what it means to check your 50. So if you want to know more about that, because I pretty much spent the first half an hour breaking down another guy's context on checking your 50. So I'm going to do it very briefly here. Once we reset the camp, so give me one sec. So I'm going to do that real briefly right here where I'm just going to go through and say that the first thing, I, if this guy was one of my clients, he's not. But if he was, what I would say to him, T, is, okay, we need to go through with a fine-tooth comb as to all the actions, specifically, specifically with this guy, when he tells me that, well, actually, there's something interesting here. Let me, there's something interesting I, I may have just missed at the beginning. When he says we met while she was living in my town for three weeks, there's, there is a big question mark right there. Because the question mark to me is how? How did you meet? Was it through Tinder? Was it a direct cold approach? Was it a lukewarm social interaction? Just through my coaching mind in general, and I know a lot of you guys get benefit from that, that's the first thing I want to know. Because how the paradigm of a relationship is set up between a man and a woman is actually quite crucial. It's very crucial. Because the paradigm is set through intent. And intent is everything. And for those of you that know my shit, it always comes down to intent. Masculine intent on your part, if you're the man, or if you're the being, I should say, because of course, if you're in a lesbian relationship, it's not getting the weeds. But you know, if you're the masculine being, uh, you should be setting that intent right from the beginning. My first question mark to him, and this is good, as we play through it, my first question mark to T is, what was the intent you set? Because when, when you think about a girl that's flaky, and this girl has been quite flaky. We'll, we'll progress through it, but just from the outline of it all, she's been showing very flaky behaviors. Now, obviously, what we want to get more into is why is she so flaky? Is she just a flaky girl? We want to ascertain that, whether it is that, or are we doing things to make her flaky? This is really key. This is something that I, I fucking love. And while I was reading his message, there were a few spikes. You may have heard a few spikes in my energy, in my intonation, that I sound like a kid in a candy store because there are certain things that present us with a fork in the road in which that we can start to make reasonable suggestions, reasonable ballpark swings at, well, is it him making her flaky or is she just a flaky girl? And I'll provide you the out, the outplay for both of them. We'll look at what it means to understand which it may be more of and what to do in both situations. We'll go through both of those. But first question for him right here, uh, T, is that I would ask you to check your intent. Was your intent direct right from the get? And actually, this is interesting because uh, one of my clients, 
novice guy, no, obviously novice guy, but one of my other clients was asking me the other day about meeting girls at the gym. And he's always asking me about this. And I always say to him, which is that when we're in high pressure situations, what do you think is the best route? Do you think a high pressure situation, if we're looking at a girl, say, who's sitting next to you on the plane, looking at a girl who's in the gym, she's training them glutes. Hey, you look at a girl who's in the, in the quiet library. Do you think hardcore direct is the most savviest thing? A lot of times not. And this is coming from someone who lives and dies by three core principles, direct, congruent, authentic. However, there are nuances to this. There are nuances in life. 99% of the time, though, direct hardcore intent is the number go- is my go-to. But th- I acknowledge that there are times girls working at a checkout, you don't necessarily have uh, the privacy, time, or space to be able to just sit there, stand there and have a conversation with her in this direct manner. And also taking into account the social situation around you, her colleagues, uh, other customers, etc. You know, it might uh, other people on the plane, etc. You know, there there are things that, and while I'm saying these things, it's not to bother you. You should be comfortable in all storms. You should be prepared for all battles. It doesn't matter what type of armies at your uh, at your village doorstep. You should be ready for all of them. What you need to be empathetic of is your villages. You need as a warrior. You, you should be ready for all things. However, you need to be empathetic to the people you're protecting. The people in your care is what I'm saying. The girl is in your care. A, a real micro example of this when I'm coaching boot camp is, I don't know, we've got hardcore tactics here. We've got tangent on tangent, but this is a real shit here. So don't worry, I know where we're at. I know where we're at. So we'll, we'll, wrap, it back, we'll wrap it back up. But let me just go with this. There's a real tactical thing here, which is that when you're out there meeting girls in the day, and let's say that you get up to a Corsa 10, an uh, intersection. Corsa 10, there you go. And you're waiting at the lights and you see this girl. She's blowing your mind. I want to go meet this girl. And there's a whole bunch of people waiting for the, the signal to go for her to cross over the road. Do you think it is the most opportune time to go hardcore direct intent approach right there, then and there? while she's waiting to cross the lights, when she's not only just about to cross the light, like obviously this is imminent, she's going to have to cross sometime soon, we're all about to cross, but also it's a highly condensed, packed area where we're shoulder to shoulder with people. Now, do you think it's more opportune to approach her then and there, or is it more of an opportune moment to wait for the lights to go, for her to cross over the street and then do it? Take a second. Take a second, all right? Answer should seem pretty obvious for what I was just talking about, which is that as the warrior, as the man who is going out to approach this girl and this masculine being, you shouldn't give a fuck about what all the other people think. It shouldn't bother you at all. And for me, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me at all that if I was to go and approach this girl with hardcore direct intent right here in the street, even though there's like 10 people shoulder to shoulder with us, and even though that the lights are most likely just about to go, it doesn't bother me. But who does it bother? Her. She is going to be worried about what the other people think around you, right? She is going to be worried about having to cross the lights. What you? Okay, so let's play this out. Hey, yo, excuse me, miss. I just saw you. I know you're standing here about to cross the lights. I think you look beautiful. I want to say, hey, my name's Adam. Of course, it doesn't go out that quickly. You pause, slow down, but just for the sake of the story, we're rushing through it. All right, so you get that out, and then she's like, oh, thank you so much. And she's like, ding, 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 ding. And now you have to cross the lights. Right, she's going to be torn between that, ruins the bubble. She's worried about other people. So what I'm trying to build in here is 
while you should be comfortable within yourself to be able to handle all storms, to be able to handle all battles, you need to be empathetic to the person on the other end of it and understand where they're coming up back from. And that's just one thing. It's a, it's a micro thing I wanted to build in from, uh, from boot camp is that that's something that I like students to fuck up. I like them. I like to not tell them that seemingly important piece of advice at the beginning. And I just like them to experience what it's like to have the interaction completely bomb because you weren't socially savvy. Now that is where we're dragging back up this rabbit hole. We're talking about social savviness where my other client was going on with meeting girls at the gym. Okay. Is it socially savvy when a girl's training her glute? She's on the fifth set. She's on her, uh, I don't know, she, she's uh, she's having a good time. She's in her world. She's got her headphones in. Maybe she's got a training partner with her, female or male. Maybe she's on her own. Do you think it's socially savvy in that situation where there's everyone around you can hear what's going on? Uh, unless you're in some type of warehouse gym, it's pretty compact. And if you're at peak times, typically from my experience, from not only being a, uh, a personal trainer, running my own personal training business that worked in the biggest gym in South Australia, but also... Uh, just training at other gyms. I also know that unless you're in some, some, what what's the uh, what's the term? Some unicorn gym. Most of the time, girls are training at peak hours. Most girls don't train in the off hours. Girls like to be around other people when they're training. I haven't quite dived into this psychologically. I can't exactly give you the reason for that. But if you were to go and see attractive girls at the gym. You should probably go at the peak hours. <clears throat> also, just probably just volume, I guess. But you really shouldn't be going to the gym just to see to see each other because that sounded weird. But uh, you should go there to fucking train. Anyway, so, but that's what you'll notice. So, of course, there's going to be a lot of people around. Do you think it's socially savvy to go up with hardcore balls as balls direct intent up on this time piece in the gym where there's so many people around you? For you, it shouldn't be an issue. Right, for you as the dude, it should not be an issue because you should have relinquished your ideas of comparison to all the other people around you. That you just your levels of fuckery, your levels of giving a fuckery are so damn low that it doesn't matter what the guy next to you thinks. It doesn't matter what uh, her training partner thinks. That's that's all well and good, but that does say, that says nothing for her. That says nothing for her. That says nothing for the empathy of what she's feeling and what she's going to feel about that. So that's why it's not socially savvy. I'm not saying it's not socially savvy to go in with balls as balls, direct intent in high pressure situations because of you, because of your 50. No, it's because of the care and concern for the empathy of her 50. If I'm sitting next to a girl on a plane, the main reason why I'm not going, or it's there's many other reasons, but the main reason why I'm not going to go hardcore turn to the left, yo, see you see it here, I think you look gorgeous, what's up? <laughs> the reason why I'm not going to do that is mainly because of how uncomfortable that makes her for also a lot of other situations. Girls training at the gym, she's most likely not leaving then and there. She's got the rest of her workouts to do. Sitting next to me on the bus or in an airport or in a plane. She's most likely, we've got the next, we've got the next hour and a half plus on the plane with each other. It just it makes it, it adds more pressure than necessary. Now, of course, there's nuance to that as well. Does that mean you can never go hard, go direct in those situations? No. If you're reading some vibes, and you're just feeling it, and you just you're just picking up on the energy of this girl. Of course, of course. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy who just who just like takes everything I says and writes it down in a textbook. 
No, this is social dynamics. In the world of social dynamics, it is a living entity. Every interaction is unique unto its own. And I know we've gone hardcore. <laughs> we've gone so hardcore on the direct tactics of things. Just like on the direct dating tactics here. Uh, the real reason where we began all this with was me saying it was about setting intent. <coughs> it was about setting intent. It was about me asking T to, I was just asking him how did, I was just wanting him to find out for himself when you check your 50 as well, I guess that's the higher level uh, reason for why we went into this. How did you set the intent? I think that's what we started talking about. <clears throat> it was. While we started talking about all these uh, situations. Hold up, let me reset. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, really. How, hang on. <laughs> that's how my, That's what happens when I get in the flow. When I get in the flow, that's how quickly 12 minutes go by. That felt like one second to me. So anyways, don't worry. We're back on it here. So uh, yeah, check your in check the intent. The reason I was going with that, check your intent. It's just that we went through a whole bunch of different little micro tactics. That's a whole bunch of value though. This is, that's some good shit that I just dropped. But what I'm really getting to you to check our first thing here is that did you set the intent? Oh, that's fucking why. That's why I went into the indirect situations because just because you had to start the interaction in an indirect way, I don't know how he met this girl. But let's say it was in an indirect situation where going hardcore direct may not have been the most savviest thing. Maybe it was at a gym. Maybe it was at a uh, densely packed library or on the plane or whatever. Uh, that does not mean that you cannot convey masculine intent in an indirect way. That's what I was saying to my client as well, which is that there is a direct way of being indirect. Now, this is very nuanced. That's why we do the potter. That's why we do the potter. Is it very nuanced? And this is not something for a beginner to start practicing. No, a, a beginner should be laying his foundations through hardcore direct. Hardcore direct intent. Once you have mastered that, which and what does that mean? That means that in all situations, you're able to convey to a feminine being what your masculine intent is, why you are here, why you are speaking to her here. Are you here because you really want to know about her opinion on watermelons? Huh? Or are you here because you thought she looked beautiful today and you just want to come see if she's a cool girl because I'm a cool guy and I want to see if we can be cool together. I want to spark off this interaction. Can you convey that? So you need to be able to master that before you can start playing into the waters of what I'm talking about with conveying that direct intent in an indirect way. And to just finish this point off and wrap this up, the way that I said to my client, the way I said is that there is a very big difference between the way that you look at your grandma and the way that you look at your 10. Learn the difference. Study this carefully. That is how to, that in, in that little thing I just packaged there, because this is not supposed to be a bottle on uh, direct, direct intent and uh, direct and indirect intent. However, just think about that. The way you look at your grandma versus the way that you look at your 10. Within that, you will find out how you should be conveying direct intent in an indirect way, right, in a high-pressure situation. Because we're not going to spend the rest of the pot on that. Uh, that's getting, that's, that, that will become a completely different podcast. So, so T, yeah, and then to drag it right back up, just check your intent. Because if you didn't convey masculine intent, and if you did not convey a direct intent, 
then I would question, there's a question mark there as to her flakiness, not just being all on her own, because I can't say for sure whether she is just this girl that is just super hardcore flaky type girl and she's just not worth spending time with. Because there are definitely girls like that. There are definitely, well, really, we're all like that at different stages of life. Different stages of life and different girls, especially when they're at different stages of life, have different levels of flakiness, you know, based on what pieces of the puzzle are moving around in their current social sphere. They could be uh, rock solid, reliable, or just like leaf in the wind flaky. So, but as to ascertain which one it is and whether it's more your 50 that's causing her to be flaking, that's the first thing I would check, your intent. Did you convey to her masculine intent? And if you want to know more about that, the entire channel is kind of riddled with it. But uh, which what could you, what could you look back to? I can't off the top of my head. Just there's I've got it's almost like there's I've got so much content on masculine intent. It's kind of hard not to. It's hard for me to think of a piece of content that doesn't have something in it. But I'm thinking about more directly. I know there is a video. There's two. I know there is one video that's very targeted at it, which is called I'm not, I'm wearing a denim jacket. It's in the best the best playlist, and I'm not sure the exact title, but it's something to do with why she, why she will never see you as a man. She always sees you as a boy. Something to do with that masculine essence. Masculine. I think I referred to it as masculine essence back then, but uh, interchangeable with masculine intent. There's so much there. There's so much content on that, and actually, even a better one. Uh, there's a in the best of the best playlist. There's another video which is a boot camp recap with a guy. Actually, I will get this one up because this is just when you got so much content on the channel, you just got to redirect people. Hold on a second, I'll get this one. It's not learn to read her feminine energy. Oh, that's another sick video as well. Uh, I'm just going into my YouTube here, so give me a sec. It is uh, there you go. Why she doesn't see you as a sexual potential. I would get T. That's all about masculine intent. That is 100% straight masculine intent. For those of you that want to know more about, well, how do I know whether I really am conveying masculine intent? That video right there, why she doesn't see you as a sexual potential. It's like six videos down in the best of the best playlist. You get it there. So let's, uh, let's carry on. Let's carry on. Progress. Carry on through T's message here. I saw her almost every Friday. I'm just reading through his message here. Every Friday and Saturday for those three weeks, I have a pretty hectic job. Uh, I didn't really hit on her. I didn't. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit. Okay. So he says here in the message, I didn't really hit on her the, when I first met her. I kept it very chill in terms of conversation. So there's. So that's perfect. We won't spend any more time on it, but that right there, it's interesting because I already laid it out without even having read that. That's. That's what you know. I know my shit. So he's, uh, that's the question mark. <laughs> just because he's saying I didn't really hit on her, that doesn't mean he didn't convey masculine intent. It's just a question I would get him if we were in a coaching session together is that were you still conveying masculine intent? Because hit on her, when he says that, I'm sure he's, mean, he's meaning direct, hardcore direct intent. As in, I see you. I think you look good. I want to say hi. So obviously it wasn't that. Uh, I kept it very chill in terms of conversation. She left to tour the rest of the country. So that's the, that's the thing right there. She left to tour the rest of the country after the three weeks and came back to town around March. So <clears throat> I don't know how much time that is that has elapsed, but what I do know for sure is that 
the more an interaction, when you meet a girl, it is like igniting a flame, especially on the street. It's like igniting a flame. And the more time that you allow to elapse in between the time you meet her and the time that you guys connect in a sexually intimate way, more time that elapses between that, the more that flame embers out, trickles out, extinguishes. Okay, that's why I always say that. And here's, here's a good quiz for you guys. Let's make it interactive. All right, this is playtime about him right now. <laughs> I try not to get, I think I'm doing a good job of not getting too bogged out in the weeds right here. So uh, let me give you guys a question. I've, I've thrown this question out before, but it's good for beginners. It's good for beginners. It's good for people who are, who are learning about this stuff. And if you're listening to this podcast, obviously, you're, unless you're the, the hardcore that just listens to everything, most of you are listening to this for a reason. So let me question you with this. Let's say you meet a girl. Should we, we can't really, can we take this direct example? Mm, we can refer back to it in a second. But so let me just give you a more, an easier example. Let's say you're out there, you're uh, working on your day game foundations. You met this girl. Uh, let's say you had a, uh, you had a great interaction. You didn't have time to go on instant dates, So you set up for the next time. All right exchanged uh, details on the back of a strong-seated story, as in, aka, the adventure of what you guys are going to do next. The reason why you guys are getting together, let's say it's green tea and chill, let's say adventure in the botanics, my go-tos, and uh, let me give you a question here. What do you think's better? When you text her later that night or later that day, and she comes back, she's like, you know, yo, Jenna, pretty cool meeting you, bit, bit random, Adam. She goes like, yeah, yeah, it was awesome, it was sweet. It's very interesting, very random. Whatever she comes back, whatever she comes back, she responds to that first text. You shoot for the logistics, logistics on the second text. All right, we'll suit you better next Wednesday, next Friday for the uh, green tea and chill or adventure time. And she comes back at you saying, uh, actually, I've only got an hour tomorrow in between my lunch break or it's going to have to be a week later. So not even this week, next week. Question for you guys. Play time with Adam. What do you think is better? To take a one hour in which that there is no chance of you guys really cementing any kind of deeply sexually intimate physical emotional space, but you get to do it tomorrow versus a week later where you may have the entire day together. Let's say you guys get the entire, maybe it's next Sunday and you've got an open door there for where the physical, the sexually intimate physical and emotional space could be cemented. What do you think is better? Based on what I said before about now that you know that an interaction is very much like a flame that has been ignited and that the more time that elapses between when you guys see each other, the more that is extinguishing. What do you think? What do you think is better? I'll give you five seconds just while I get some water. Okay, the correct answer is tomorrow. One hour tomorrow. That is the best option. Why? Why are Hopefully you guys got that. Although it's very uh, for those of you for the for those of you that are the uninitiated, it would not surprise me if you didn't get that because uh, only I mean I was gonna say um, I was gonna say a lot of the my bootcamp clients get it off the bat when I when I question them, but that's because they know my content so well. But for those of you that maybe don't know my content so well, the reason Oh, good timing, actually. Give me a second. Let me reset. The reason why the one hour tomorrow of seeing this girl is better than the potential full day in a week 
is because of that extinguishing flame. So it, it does seem like common sense because I kind of loaded you guys. I probably shouldn't have loaded you. I, I, but I didn't realize I was gonna, I didn't realize we were doing adventure time. I didn't realize that I was going to throw you this quiz. So it actually, if you got it wrong, that means you were not paying attention because I gave you the answer at the beginning. Fuck. But anyways, I'll explain it out anyway now. That, uh, of course, the one, hour, the one hour tomorrow, even though you're not going to, there's pretty much 0% chance, like 0.00% chance, 1% chance that you could uh, physically cement. And not that I would recommend. I would not recommend in an hour if you're trying to do that, unless you've got a girl that is just a bit of an oddball, to be honest, like who's just sexually very aggressive and would like to go down and just just go straight down to Foxtown in that one hour. That's 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 pretty rare. Like, it's... It's strange as well, actually. So unless it's that situation, you know, you're just going to have a situation where it's just one hour in between a lunch break and we're just going to connect. Right? We're just going to see how we vibe with each other. This is the day two, all right? No rush. No rush, son. All part of that wholesome abundance I was talking about before, yeah? The reason why that's better is because that stokes the flame. That gives you more time. If the flame was starting to, and the flame is by default extinguishing the moment you guys leave each other on the street, in the club, from that first time you guys interact at that house party, et cetera, et cetera. So the more uh, gasoline you can add to that fire, the better, sooner, the better. That's why. There you go. So we'll dive out of that. Uh, dive out of that. Now, the reason why we brought that up was because he said something here and that she went to travel the country for three weeks. I'm being, I'm being very thorough here. I know I'm being very thorough. I know we haven't quite... I mean, that's what the portal is. That's that's why... I, otherwise, it wouldn't be a portal. If I if I went straight... I mean, of course, I could just go... St- I could give you the cliff notes. I could give you a cliff note answer to deal with desperation mode and what to do when the girl doesn't text you back, but then it would be a five-second video and you wouldn't get all these incredible tactics and all these other things. So that's why we're going to do it. <clears throat> that's why we're thorough. So that's a question mark. When she goes to leave, when she goes to tour the rest of the country, and when I said to you, T, hold on, did I say it? Yeah, I did. What, but what did I say? Whatever. But, oh, that's right. Social sphere. That's what I said. Yeah. When I said to you that there could be a lot of things going on in a girl's social sphere that causes her to be flaky, irrespective and regardless of your 50%. That is a big sign right there. Now, there are red flags on your part. We will dive into your red flags, but that's a red flag on her part. That's a signal to me that would say that even if you were doing the best of your best, even if you're doing absolutely everything you possibly could to the best that you could be, and you weren't throwing up any red flags, the fact, the very fact that this girl left to tour the rest of the country after three weeks and came back to town around March, that right there would not surprise me if a girl was somewhat flaky. Especially if you did not lay down hardcore direct intent at the beginning, which I cannot say 100% that you didn't because I don't know what your direct indirect game looks like. And when I say that, I don't mean like, I say that in terms of like, uh, you know, your three point game, so to speak. I don't mean game game, like in that uh, pick up game way. I just mean like your overall skill set. I don't know. I don't know if you understand the nuance of being able to convey direct intent in an indirect way because I don't know how you guys met but I know for sure because you told me that you did not convey hardcore direct intent for sure so if she goes away for three weeks to the rest of the country her being flaky yeah that's 
that's I'm already starting to give her a little more leeway. I'm <coughs> already starting to give her a little more leeway there. <clears throat> so I've got I don't know why I think I've got a bit of phlegm in the trial. I don't know, I th- even though I'm feeling great, I think it's like I think maybe I was talking a little too quickly at the beginning, <laughs> and my voice got a little bit raunched. Okay, so anyways, moving on here, moving on. So we accidentally met out, met up on a night out, and we made out. There's another question mark for me. What do you mean we accidentally met up? That and the question mark is not. I'm not saying. Well, what is it? Accident or how did you accidentally meet up? That's not what I'm questioning. I'm questioning as to why was it an accident? Why wasn't it on purpose? T. Why wasn't it that you were putting the issue on her? We're meeting up at this time. That's a big red flag right there. That would also allow me to give her more leeway as to her being flaky with you. That. If after three weeks of her touring around the country, she comes back and you didn't force the issue or you didn't put the issue on her that, oh, let's meet up. And it just so happened that you guys accidentally, well, what if, what if you didn't accidentally meet up? How long were you going to wait? How long were you going to wait to reconnect with this girl? Hmm. Question marks. Just question marks. That's all I'm asking now. Anyways, continue his message. So you met, you met her, you accidentally met up that night out. You made out. That's great. It got pretty raunchy in the back of the club, and she pretty much confessed that she likes me and we should hang out. I would have liked to have been there for for that conversation. Just from my own mind, I would like to hear her words on that and if she was intoxicated or not. (laughs) Because that sounds, uh, it's it's just, I don't know what the right word for it is. It's, uh, I think maybe when he's saying she pretty much confessed, maybe not in so many words. Maybe that's what I was picturing in my mind. <clears throat> maybe she was saying it in a more indirect way, which makes more sense. I'm thorough, man. I'm thorough. This is my job. This is what I do. I break everything down. <clears throat> I'll pause you. Okay, it's just, so she says to you we should hang out. We exchanged numbers. Hold on. You, you exchange numbers. It, what? What? I, there is, I didn't realize how many holes in this story there is. There is a lot of holes in this story. Like, because that, that doesn't make sense. Like when it goes, when we go back to the start of the message, we met, she was, we met while she was living in my town for three weeks. I saw her almost every Friday and Saturday, but you didn't have her number? You, what? This, this is so backwards. And I didn't really hit on her the first time we met. We just kept it chill, chill. Do you guys see? Do you see what I'm talking about here? If they've already met three times in a row. She was living in my town for three weeks. I saw her almost every Friday and Saturday, Saturday of those three weeks. But he did not. Yeah, so there are, there are massive red flags coming in now, I'd say. There are massive red flags. Because if you guys have met three times in a row, across the span of three weeks, both two times within those three weeks. So you've seen each other and accumulated six times across three weeks and you still have not conveyed enough direct intent to have her number yet. Now, there better be a micro of something like, the only way I'm letting him off here is if he was able to say to me right now, oh, it's because we exchanged grams and we've been talking through Instagram or we've been talking through Facebook or WhatsApp. And now they've just decided to connect through numbers. 
but I don't think so. I don't think so because of the way that this is. I mean, I could be wrong. Don't get me wrong. I could be wrong. However, my best guess is that when he's saying to me here that we exchange, when they finally made out at the club and she pretty much confessed that she likes me, we should hang out. We exchanged numbers. Yeah, and yeah, because a couple days later, I tried to set up a date. So, fuck, fuck. Like, yeah, there's, that's, it's like a 99%, I'm guaranteed, I'm, it's, I'm 99% sure that these two have not been communicating within those three weeks. It's just that through the serendipity of things, they bumped into each other twice across three weeks, each week, six times total. They must have just been going to the same clubs or something. So many question marks here. So many, this is what I told about when it's rich. This is a rich story. It, it gets me excited. I like playing detective, so to speak. But there is a big red flag here, and I will just hammer in on this for a second, which is that <clears throat> now we can say for sure that it is not 100% her. You know, you, there's we can never really say for 100% that it is not her, but we can definitely now say that there is a massive hole in his 50, which is that he saw her and accumulated six times across three weeks, and did not convey enough masculine intent to convey a direct form of communication in which that they could communicate directly to set up a date. Just the very fact that that's not there, she's off the hook now. In my mind, she's off the hook for conveying flaky behavior. Because now it's, it's like she's, he's what's what we were saying before at the beginning of the potter, he has put her into a position where she is allowed to be flaky with him. Because when the masculine does not present the frame, the feminine is not inquired, is not required to fill that, right? She's not required to erect a frame for him. If the masculine being does not set up the structure for a feminine to follow into, she is under no pressure to egg him on, to encourage him, to lay those foundations, to set that structure for her, right? She's, she's basically when a, when a masculine being doesn't set the frame for a feminine. Essentially, what he's conveying and communicating to her is that I'm just going to let you do whatever you want. All right? You can you can be flaky with me. You can treat me like trash. You can uh, treat me like the second best. You can treat me like the gay best friend. You can treat me like just a best friend. That's okay. That's okay because I wasn't willing to set the frame. I wasn't willing to set the structure. That's okay. That's what you're saying to the girl. A lot of guys do this. A lot of guys do this. And uh, as long as you're aware of it, I've got no problems. As long as you're aware of it, I've got no problems. If you want to be a bullshit beta male that just lets girls walk all over you, that just lets a girl be flaky, you're giving her reasons, you're actually grabbing her hand and stamping it with the approval of, yes, you can be flaky with me. Yes, you can treat me like the gay best friend. Hey, I've got no problem with that. Give me a sec. Your boy's got no problem with that because as long as you're aware of it, if you're aware that you are being the life raft beta male, that's fine. But it is not okay if you are not aware. So if you are listening to this right now, T, it's a big issue. You did not set the frame for her. Way too slow. Way too slow. You may have eventually. But even... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, Adam. We're skipping steps here. Just one second, Batman. You said to me in this message... She pretty much confessed that she likes me and we should hang out. Who's in control of the frame? 
my friends that are listening and watching this, who's in control of the frame? Now, based on what I've just talked about, you should know what I'm about to say. But it's now a question mark that I will say explicitly. If this was the first time that an exchange of direct intent was made, oh, we've got problems. We've got major problems. If this is the first exchange of direct intent in which that she's saying to him that after you guys accidentally met up, after you've already met up three time, uh, six times across three weeks, and after making out and getting pretty raunchy in the back of the club, and she pretty much confessed that she likes me and we should hang out, do you guys see what's going on here? There's, she is the one putting the intent on him. She's forced, She's having to force the issue on him. The way that that should sound, and I'm saying this, there is a little nuance. One sec. <laughs> Give me one sec. There is a nuance. I'll count it back with a second, but the main meat here is that what the, the way that should have sounded, the correct way, the, the evolutionary-based way in which that we have evolved to interact as masculine and feminine beings should be that he has said to her, this is what it is. He should be confessing to her, confessing, don't even like that word, but conveying and communicating his direct intent. That's the way that sh that message should be reading. Not that she had to do that to him. That's not her role. That's not her job. I've said this, I've said this since the beginning and I'll say it to the end of time. All you need to do is just go out for 30 days in a row with someone who is actively approaching 30 days in a row and you will learn about the masculine to feminine roles and the masculine to feminine play, the energy between the two. And what you'll find is that there can only ever be one leader. And this is not about being better or worse. It is not, it does not make the masculine being better because he has to lead. Yet feminists get so wrapped up in that. No, it's not a bad thing to be a follower. It's not a bad thing for the feminine energy to recognize a strong masculine frame and go, I like that. I'm going to fall into that. I'm going to flow into that. I'm going to allow this guy to take me in. I'm going to allow this guy to sexually take me to a place and take care of me in that way so I can be vulnerable with him and so that I can trust in him to take me there. That is not a bad thing. And But hardcore feminists think that's a bad thing. They they think it's it's such a violation of 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 feminine autonomy to even think that the masculine must take care of them in a sexual based role and i'm not saying that there aren't uh outlier situations or other or women that are very that have a lot of masculine energy because that's what i'm talking about this is not a gender conversation this is a conversation of energy you can have a lesbian relationship in which that still within that with two females there can only ever be one leader and one follower. The one with more masculine energy will be the leader. There are man to woman, uh, in the genders, man to woman relationships in which the woman has more masculine energy. So she leads. So that's why this is not about genders, sir. Or ma'am. Or unknown. <laughs> but based on what I know about these two, Based on what I know about these two, this is a man to should be a man to woman interaction, and the fact that she's saying to him that she likes him and that we should hang out, there is such a misalignment of energy here. There is a lack, a a a chasm. There is an abyss 
of the play of energy between the masculine and the feminine here, which is a massive, massive red flag that gets me excited. Gets me excited because it's clarity. It's clarity. I don't, I'm not sure if he already knew this. Now, I did, I did say there was a nuance. I did say there was a nuance. And the nuance is, unless he had already prior to her saying this, conveyed his intent, and then that put it on her to say to him. So that would just, that would underpin everything I've just said for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> However, it's still, I don't think that's the case, but I can always be wrong. I can always be wrong. And he might've just eliminated that detail. He might've just eliminated, eliminated the detail from the uh, situation. But if he's listening, be fucking honest about it. Be fucking honest, because I don't think that's the case. Based on what I'm reading, I can only go off what I'm reading, which is why I will throw the nuances in which is why I will counter back, but just know that that's probably not what I'm leaning towards. What I'm leaning towards is that, that there is an abyss, an absolute uh, lack of frame, masculine frame. That is not, uh, and and this is what happens. And one of my clients was complaining about this the other day. He was complaining to me about saying how one of my Skype, Skype clients, Skype coaching clients saying that, Adam, I feel like a lot of my friends they don't operate on nearly half the principles that you talk about. Yeah, I feel like some of their girls would still be there anyway. Like, even if they didn't fix their shit, these girls are just so into them that they would just put up with their bullshit anyway. And I, you know what my answer to that is? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Girls will put up with some shit. All right, girls, for unknown reasons, unbeknownst reasons to me, will be put up, will put up with some shit. We'll put up with many a dickhead because they see something else in him, because they see the diamond in the rough. And listen, no, none of us are diamonds. We all got roughage. We're all working on ourselves here. But it, it, will, it will surprise you. It will, well, maybe not surprise you, but it does amaze me to the level in which some girls will put up with the shit around a guy's diamond. Now, a lot of the times it actually has very little to do with him, but a lot to do with her. A lot to do with her situation in life, the way that she was brought up, her relationship, particularly with her father. If you want to dive into the psychology of things, there is a reason why we say uh, she's got daddy issues because that's a real thing. I have been with girls that have quote unquote, not quote unquote, no, no, don't even need to say quote unquote because it's a real thing. Uh, girls that have daddy issues, it's now, hmm, hmm. how much do we want to play this out? Because this is a podcast in and of itself. That's a psychological theme park right there. That's a uh, theme park. Yes. Yes. That is a psychological adventure park right there that I could have a lot of fun with you guys with. Maybe we'll save that for another time. If you guys want to hear more about that, about my my thoughts on girls with daddy issues, drop a comment below. Slide me a DM. Drop me a comment on YouTube. Uh, Spotify. Spotify. That's what it is. Spotify is in uh, beta right now, so they don't have a feedback avenue they don't have comments which on castbox they do at least or on my website you can drop comments on each individual episode or send me emails but just on youtube or on the gram at ui tang one slide me a dm if you want to know more about it or if you want to hear me speak more about that <clears throat> where were we <laughs> so anyways we're gonna move on i think that ties it up i think that ties up my <clears throat> my thoughts about um about there's definitely some shady shit there. There's definitely some red flags popping up with his intent. So let's move on through his conversation here, uh, through, through the story. 
I love how I take you guys through a story. I love it. Okay, so we exchanged numbers and a couple days later, I tried to set up a date. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a fucking second. <laughs> for those of you that can't hear me right now, sorry, for those of you that can't see me right now, I literally just got out of my chair. I literally just got out of my chair. This is getting ridiculous. What do you mean a couple days later you tried to set up a date? What do you mean? There's just, oh, I just, my man, I'm trying to get, I'm trying, you're making my job very easy at this time. You're making my job very easy at this time. There is not so much mystery going on right now. A couple days later, this, <clears throat> this, we're not living in, in this like 1990s bullshit rom-com movie where the man must wait two days to message the, <coughs> excuse me, where did you get that from? Where did you get that from? Where did you get this from that you have to wait a couple days to set up a date? Now, I hope, no, nah, I can't even give you a pass there. My, the, the nuance is this. I hope that because you have such an intensely rich life of purpose that it took you two days to get to her. That is the only out I can give you. This is the only out I can give you. If you're waiting two days to message this girl after you've had a very rocky start where you didn't convey direct intent right from the beginning, that she's had three weeks in between your initial meetings to travel around the country, etc., and that it was an accident that you guys met up and that she put the intent on you. So she was so good. She was so good of a girl that regardless of your lack of masculine intent, she was good enough. She was good enough to carry you. And now you take two days to message her. I hope she flakes on you. I hope she flakes on a guy that does this. Hang on a second, let me reset this. And I say that out of a place of... Because I want you to grow. Because that is, there's so many lessons within that. The reason why, like, yeah, this, it's just like as we're going down this story, what it's showing me more and more is that it's the needle is moving more and more in the direction of it's not her being a flaky girl, it's him giving her reasons to be flaky. This is a big one. This is a big one. Waiting to, now, am I saying that you should, um, as a general principle, never wait two days? Right, listen, this this is a more nuanced situation. This story is more nuanced. But in general, to set up the first day, to go back to that principle I laid out at the beginning of the video about the fire, about the ignition of the fly of the fire, about the ignition of the fire between you and this girl. Right, there's the the moment that happens, it's already on its way down. The more time that elapses, so based on that principle, do you think it's a good idea to wait two days? to set up the very first day two. I'm not talking about the day three or the day four. I'm not talking about once you guys have already had a sexual connection <clears throat> more intimately, not just like a once you make out, but you guys have actually gone down penetration lane. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you guys like, okay, you, this is the real, as from what I can see here, this moment in time where they exchanged numbers was the real first direct exchange between the two. And you waited two days. Man, it's like a big red flag. You've just wasted. You've wasted so much time. She's already moving on in her life. 
in her social sphere, there are so many things above you at this point. Her friends, her family, her uni, her travels, etc. All above you, all above you, all above you, all above you. And when you take this amount of time, now some of you might be thinking, but Adam, wouldn't it be super needy to message her the very next day? No, no. You can message her in a needy way, but the actual act of messaging, right? It is how you message her. The time frame itself is key. It is crucial. If I meet a girl out on the street, to give you guys a real example idea, if I go out today and meet a girl on the during the day, I'm texting her two hours later, right? Because I need I need to make sure that association between who the guy she met on, on the street and then when she goes back into her normal life is association that is strong, connected to, oh, this is Adam, who I'm going to meet up for, that green tea and chill, that adventure, right? The more time that elapses, that association gets weaker and weaker and weaker and I just all of a sudden fall down into this, that guy. You fall into just, oh, that, that cool guy. Like, or that guy that I that I met in the club, especially if it's a random makeout, that's even weaker than a uh, full blown strong direct intent during the day, which in my opinion is uh, much stronger than anything you'll have at the night that doesn't go full play anywhere. It doesn't go the whole nine yards, but uh, just just in terms of starting an interaction between a masculine and feminine, it's a much stronger start. There's just less variables. There's less things fucking around. With it. There's no alcohol. There's no random friends trying to pull her away. There's no uh, crazy animalistic vibe with the night, which obviously has its own benefits. Of course, I do both. I like both. But uh, in terms of just which one's a stronger interaction off the bat, definitely in the day. Strong interaction off the bat, if you're nailing it, for sure. So I'm texting her two hours later, right? And then she's going to respond back to me, and then we're going to set things up from there. But what's more important is how I message her. Right? And that's where how we can eliminate the neediness within your actual messaging and the desperation, which is that when I text her, it's super low-key. It's super straight to the point. We're shooting straight to logistics. There's no fapping about. There's no, oh, how was your day? Or what's your favorite color? Or uh, yeah, you said you were shopping. How was the rest of your shopping? There's none of that. It's, yo, it's Adam. It's cool meeting you. Oh, yeah, cool meeting you as well. Anyways, what's your best next Wednesday, next Friday? Let's go out on that adventure. Straight to logistics. Bang, bang, bang. Right, so, holy shit, we had to dive into so much there. So let me drag you back up. Took him a couple days later and he tried to set up a date. She flaked because of work. No surprise. No surprise at all. No surprise at all. Now, does that mean that she couldn't have flaked because of work later that day? No, of course not. There's always that variable's going to be there. But it just, you made it too easy for her. You've made it far too easy for her. You have drained the power, the flame of your association. You're only draining, draining that association, my friend. So you were, so he continues his message. He's saying, I was polite. Mm, I told her that we can reschedule. I hit her up a few days later. So that's good. I don't have any problem with that. Um, it's good that you gave her some time. And resuming his message. And I try and set something up and she accepted. I would like to know what your setup was. I would like to know the exact phrasing and the exact wording of how you set it up. Because based on everything that you've told me here, I think there's probably a question mark in there as well. I don't know what it is, but listen, patterns are patterns. It would surprise me, based on all the actions this guy has hit me with, if all of a sudden this few days later, trying to set up something, and she accepted, was rock solid. I'd be surprised, based on how many holes I've seen so far. Very surprised. Anyways, I'll just get him to look at that. That's more for him, just because I can't tell. 
Okay, so I tried to set something up and she accepted. The next morning she texts me and she can't make it. Now in my mind, I'm like, to hell with this girl. In her mind, he should, she should be like, to hell with this guy. <laughs> it's, I mean that, I really mean that. It's like, this is what you need though. Like, I know I'm having a lot of fun with this. I'm having a lot of fun with this because it's too easy for me to destroy. His his actions are too easy. When I say destroy, my his actions are too easy for me to isolate where the issues lie. And when he says here that the next morning she texts me, she can't make it. Now, in my mind, I'm like, to hell with this girl. Okay, the next morning when she texts you and she says she can't make it, that's the question mark for me within that being as objective as I can, is how did you set it up? I would need to look at, the before I could say anything as definitive as I've said in the re- most of this podcast, I would need to look at his, his setup. I would need to look at what was the activity, what was the seed, what, what was the nature of the text. Was he using superfluous emojis? Was he saying it in a very needy way? Was he uh, being over over uh, desperate to try and get her out, et cetera, et cetera. I would need to look at that message. But in the absence of my knowledge around that, all I can look at is that she has just texted the next morning saying that she can't make it. Now, yeah, that let, I'll, we'll, have to play, we'll have to play both sides. Because of my absence of knowledge, I'll have to play both sides. Let's say that he was rock solid. Unlikely, but let's say. Let's say that he was rock solid in setting up that that day too, and she just texts the next morning and says she can't make it. Okay, that's her 50. That's definitely her 50. That's that's probably the first point in this podcast and in his storyline here in which I can say if that was the case, that it was definitely on her part, that there was something to do with uh, her 50, whether that's just her personality, whether that's something going on in her life, that's, that has caused her to flake out on this guy irrespective of his 50. However... That's if everything has been rock solid up until this point. It's, and that's a, that's a huge if. It's a huge if because we now know that's not the case. So, but in macro, but in the micro of that setup of the text, if it was, then you can give him a little more slack there for sure. I'll say that. But then when he follows it up saying, now in my mind, I'm like, held to, I'm like to hell with this girl. No, sir. No, sir. You have by no means earned her uh, faith. You have not earned her faith. You have not set up the correct structure. You have not set up the frame in which that she has been required to be a rock-solid girl with you. You have given her every reason to do the opposite. You have given her every reason to be flaky with you. So when you say to me, now in my mind, I'm like to hell with this girl. And when you say to yourself that, that is delusional. That is so delusional. That is you being extremely egotistical and thinking that you were, what you've done everything to make sure that she could have been rock solid with you, I don't think so. I don't think so. And listen, I've done my best to be as objective and give you the nuances and give you outs in case I have made mistakes. But listen, I've been doing this for a while. I have been doing this shit for a while, and I'm there. May there may be two scenarios from. From your story, there might be two example, two examples, two instances in which that I could have been, the nuances could have been more the case. But even if we took those two things, and I think those two things were the number one, when she confessed to you that she likes you and she was having to put the intent on you, 
There was a nuance there that maybe you had already said it before she said that. You just didn't tell me. Okay, let's say that was the case. And let's go back to the first nuance, which was the exchanging of numbers. And maybe you had already exchanged Instagrams and Facebooks and we're talking in between that. That's a very big... It's a, I don't think that's the case though. But if it was, okay, let's say that was the case and that the exchanging of numbers was not the first time you exchanged anything. Let's just give you those two things. Even if we give you those two things, you have still made so many mistakes. So many mistakes. And those mistakes lie within setting up the masculine fame and frame. And those mistakes lie within setting up the masculine frame. With giving her reason to not treat you this way. You have not done that. No, even with the two nuances, you have not done that. The How long it took you to set up the date. The fact that at this that point, even with you just saying that, it took you two days to set up that day. That day too, the first one that she... Uh, um, that, which is the one we're talking about right now that she had to flake on. The fact that it took you that amount of time, right? And there's question marks about that text itself, which I can't say much about because I don't know it. But I'm, I'm putting a question mark there for sure for you to check for yourself anyway. Just, you have no right. You have absolutely no right to say to yourself or to anyone else or to me, now in my mind, I'm like to hell with this girl. She has every right to say to you though, to hell with this guy. And if you can't see that, then you're lost. You are absolutely lost. You are so deep in your own ego if you can't see that. Now, listen, for my audience, I hope that you are humble enough. Most of the people that listen to my shit, most of you are extremely humble in which that the reason why you send me your contexts, the reason why you send me this shit is because you know this is the way I'm going to be with you. Because you know from listening to all the other potos in which I break down all the other contexts that I am just as ruthless. I am just as merciless and brutal with all of them because I just do not sugarcoat shit. You don't learn. If I was to go through this, imagine if I got through this potter and had just given them out everywhere, every which way, just saying like that, or just, and or just it, even though it'd be pretty hard to do it, I'd have to lie. I'd have to lie through my teeth. For me to ignore all the red flags that this guy's been presenting, I would have to lie through my teeth. It's not going to happen though. Why the fuck would I do that? What what's the, what good's that going to do for him? What good is that going to do for you in your life if to hear someone be giving you the nod when you don't deserve the nod? You do not deserve the nod. You do not not at all. So I hope and I know it hurts. And this is where I'll throw you some empathy. I know it hurts. I know that from listening to previous clients, previous guys that send me their contacts and I rip their shit out and they send me it might take them a week. But sometimes, because they're humble, it only takes them a day or two. And they send me a message saying something along the lines of, listen, Adam, you are right, and it fucking hurt. You were right, and it fucking hurt. When I really went back and listened to that potter, and I had that night on your own that you're always talking about, in which that when we receive feedback, when we receive an idea in which that maybe we were not currently matching with, in which that our actions and mentalities were not exactly what we thought they were, that our egos were encapsulating them in a protective bubble to make sure that we feel good about ourselves. And when someone rips that away from you, you have that night to fully acknowledge it. It fucking hurts. And how long it takes you to be able to resolve that within yourself and come to this place of, listen, I've looked at the mirror. I'm accepted. I'm accept that image in the mirror. And we're going to work every single day 
to improve that image in the mirror, to improve the person staring back at me. I hope, I hope that only takes you a short period of time. And I acknowledge that it does hurt. I acknowledge it. I had to do it myself. Well, you think it didn't hurt? You think it didn't hurt sitting in that fucking beanbag when I was 19 years old after being in the journey for two years? And acknowledging that I didn't have a single day to or a single lay after two years of being in the cold approach journey? You think that didn't hurt to have to acknowledge that and look at the person in the mirror that was behind that? Fucking hurt. It hurt for sure. But I got out the very next day and changed my life. As I've always said, change happens in an instant. Right, and to unpack that more clearly. The work that needs to be done to change yourself, that's not what happens in the instant. It's the decision to change. That's what happens in an instant. Right, and so, you know, I guess when you hear that, change happens in an instant, you know, that's, uh, it's, a, it's clickbait. It's a clickbait. But the unpacked version of that is, yeah. The decision to change happens in an instant, which means that it's all on you. The onus is on you to look at yourself in the mirror, to accept all as it is. Okay, I'm a work. Let's go work at this. And the sooner you can do that, T, the sooner you can do that. And we're not even at the end of this message. I'm talking like we're at the end of his message, but we're not. I'm talking like we're in the summary, but we're not. There's more to go. It's just that this was a, you know, we, we go through the story, and but then I'm going have, gonna to have to drill. I'm going to have to drill at a certain point. Like there's only... There's only so much like back and forward, back and forward before I really just have to lay the hammer. Before I really just have to drop heat. And I feel like that's uh, that was a key moment right there for all of us listening, including myself, which is just get to the place of when you are presented with something that is unkind to the ego's desires, accept it, is what it is, and we're going to work to move and change, progress forward. So let's re-pick it up. Let's pick it up back here. Yeah, now in my mind, I'm like, to hell with this girl, let that go. Let that go, That's, it's very egoic. Okay, his message continues. Message continues. Delete, um, delete the number and move on. I bump into her, into, I, I, yeah, I bump into her in town a few weeks later and I'm very cold. I greet her with a side hug, kept the conversation to like 30 seconds and told her I was late and needed to leave. Later that day, she texted me and told me she lives a couple of minutes away from my area and I can come visit any time. She's been too kind. She's been too kind. If I was a girl and I was advising a girl, I would advise her not to do that with some with a guy that has acted the way he's acted. But this goes back to my client, just before what I was talking about before, who said, I feel like that a lot of girls would still be there for some guys regardless of their bullshit. Yeah. What that tells me is that this girl... Just happened to find it within her life cycle right now. Just go, nah, fuck it. (laughs) That's what it sounds like to me. And uh, she apologized for the flakes. She shouldn't have. She shouldn't have. I'm saying that. She should not have apologized for the flakes. Anyways, message continues. I responded a few hours later to set up a date. But this time I called her and we spoke on the phone. I like that. I like that he was firmer with his intent and set up the phone call. I like that. I give him a point for that. Continuing. To cut a long story short, I went over to her place, we talked for like four hours, and cuddled, made out, and we did a lot more. It's good. I like this. Continue. Still no sex. Red flag. 
Big red flag. Let's dive into that. We got to. Hardcores know why we got to. But for those of you that are new, what do you mean, Adam? What do you mean, Adam? What the fuck do you mean, Adam? Let me replay. Hang on a second. Jeffrey, let me replay this for you. I went over to her place. We talked for like four hours and cuddled. Made out. We did a lot more. Still no sex. Why would I immediately react to that and say, big red flag? Why do you think that is a red flag? I want to just give you a second with that. And more so for T, who's listening to this. Why is that a red flag? Still, and it lies with, it's a two-part thing. You look at what's happened between them. He went over to her place. They spoke for four hours. So let's call it, I don't know the actual time frame. Let's call it on a a general time frame between 8 a.m. to what 12. Yes? 8, 9, yes. 8 to 12. Let's say 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. that they were talking. Maybe it was a little bit later. Maybe it was a little bit earlier. Somewhere around there, I think. Yeah, because it was a night. It was a night together. Could have been a little bit later. But basically, talking for four hours, that's a reasonable amount of time. Okay, reasonable amount of time. And they were cuddling, they were making out, and they did a lot more. I don't know if that means blowjob. I don't know if that means stimulation of uh, Princess Pearl. I don't know. But, hmm, we did a lot more. Hmm. I would like to know, though. I would like, not just from, from a, that sounded seedy. I'd like to know from a... Uh, sexual st- uh, energy-based standpoint as to how much she was willing to trust in him, so to speak. But there's a lot there, right? So that's part one. Part two, though, still no sex. Why do you think that's a red flag? Is it a red flag because, and of course I know why, but I'm asking, I'm saying this to you, I'm not saying it to me. Is it a red flag because at this point, after all that they've done, she's not comfortable to place the trust in his masculine being to take her there sexually? Is that why I'm saying it's a red flag? Or am I saying maybe it's a red flag because after all of his time spent together, that she didn't... So there's actually multiple red flags within that one example. Is it because that she... He's not recognizing, number one, her level of comfortability. Is that why I'm saying it's a red flag? Is it because that... He has not been progressing the situation fast enough for her, aka go back to the previous potter and the potter that that was based off of because that was a part two, even though I didn't label it a part two, but I discussed it in the potter itself. Hmm, two different sides there. Two different sides there. When he says still, now that's within that, but there's another potential reason why it could be a red flag. When he says still no sex, what was his expectations? What was his expectations here? Because based on what he said they've done, this, by all means, by all means and by all accounts, this girl should not be giving this guy this opportunity. I can say that for sure. This guy, this guy has not earned the opportunity to be in the sexual space with her, yet somehow he is. Yet somehow she has uh, allowed this to go down. She has allowed him to go to the point to demonstrate at least we'll get let's let's just see what this guy can do all right so they've been talking for four hours they've been cuddling uh i think they're making out is yeah making out 
and they did a lot more, whatever a lot more is. I don't know if that's finger penetration. I don't know if that's stimulation of pearls. I don't know if that's blowjobs, handjobs. I don't know. But it could be any of the above, just not sex, okay? All of that right there. And then he says, still no sex. What did you expect? Like, what type of expectations were you setting? Do you see what I'm talking about here? There's so much off in your mentality. There's so much off in your mentality that this is the first date, yes? Yes. Yes. Yes, because she flaked. She flaked on the first thing, right? And then this is like weeks later. Oh, but okay, they made out once before. They made out once before at, uh, at the club. That's right. Okay. Hold on, let me reset here. They made out once before at the club. So that was at least there, but we don't know what's up with the environment. We don't know what the environment was. We don't know whether either or was intoxicated. We don't know these things. But anyways, so, but, so and I would not call that a date. I would not call it. It was an accident. There was no direct intent setup. This is the first potentially direct intent uh, setup. And that, so what were you expecting? Were you expecting that on the first date with this girl, that sex was the expectation? Was that your expectation? Because if that was your expectation, a question of morality comes in here. A question of morality. I'm not going to say that that, it was a, that was a wrong expectation based on morality. I'm not saying that it's wrong for him to expect sex to go down because I'm not here to judge your morality. I'm not here to say that whether it's right or wrong to expect sex on the first date. What I am here to say, though, is what that type of expectation will do to someone. And what that says about where you are in life, about what that says about who you are. And largely to extrapolate out to your uh, social dynamic skill set in general. There's, a, there's so much, there's, there's, it's almost like that's a podcast in and of itself. This, this thing here, right here, there's a podcast in and of itself. Just in that one phrase, still no sex, based on everything we know about this guy, based on everything we know about the relationship between them. Just the very fact that they were able to get into this space, it's like, so let me, let me, get, let me get real with it here. It was more than enough for these two to just spend time in an intimate space cuddling. More than enough. More than enough. If it happened to progress because he was socially savvy and socially aware enough to be able to read her, Read the girl in front of her. She was getting comfortable. So yeah, they started to make out. Sweet, green light. That's cool. They started to, I don't know. They started, the pants started coming off. The clothes started coming off. It's, um, uh, you know what they call it? You know what they call it in Australian law? They call it digital stimulation. The, the only reason why I know this, like fingering, uh, blowjobs, handjobs, digital stimulation. They call it digital. Not referring to technic, like tech, techno, tech, you know, tech digital, but the reason why I know that is because when I was studying law in high school, I did I did legal in year 11 and 12. And I had to study a lot of legal cases that referred to uh, oral and, and hand-based, pretty much non-sexual, non-penetration. And they always referred to it as digital. It's very interesting. Sorry, side tangent. Anyways, I don't know where it comes from. I probably once did, but I, I, I'm not sure why now. 
Anyways. So it was more than enough. And they got to that place. But what I would be very curious as to know is, was he thinking this entire time, oh, we're going to get to sex. We've got to get to sex. Because if that, and I don't know, which is why I have to ask the question. Because if that was what you were thinking, and the reason why I think it might be what you were thinking is because of how you phrased that in terms of still no sex, which alludes to me that you had an expectation that that was going to happen. Now, what have you done to demonstrate that that should be an expectation? Listen, if you if we reverse the situation and that it was all green lights, that there were no red flags throughout his entire story and that he'd been just 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 knocking out home runs, right? Just sending them sliders back to the back to the scoreboard, right? Just just, just sending them home. Sending these things just making no mistakes at all, doing everything he possibly could to carry this masculine and feminine interaction. I would still not say that sex as an expectation on a first date is a healthy social dynamic skill uh, action based on his skill set. I would not say that at all. Not at all. Like, when, you, when I just draw it back into myself here, never. That, of all the day twos that I've been on, past the point of which I've laid my foundations, not once have I ever gone into it, no matter how hot of the situation has been, whether it's day three, day four, day five, or whether it's uh, bringing the girl back the same day or the same night. No matter how well it's been going and how much good shit I've been doing, I have never once gone into that interaction. <laughs> should I say her name? <laughs> no, I should say her name. <laughs> uh, so there's okay. There's a girl that I was going to go on a uh, technically a day two. Technically a day two. We've we've been messaging each other back and forward because there was a we actually I think I met her on Tinder actually. Um, just fuck around. But we we had each other on Instagrams and we've just, it's been like months dragged out because I just, for those of you that listened to the previous potter, there's, based on where I'm at in life right now, there's a lot of day twos I'm supposed to go on at the moment, which I just haven't got around to. And so I had a, I had a day off yesterday, right? It's a Sunday chill sesh. And I thought, hey, maybe I, maybe I will just like hit this girl up. Like we were supposed to, so it was a pretty hot interaction off the beginning, but I just... Not nothing to do with her. She's an attract. She's actually a very attractive girl, but uh, hopefully she's not listening to this. <laughs> it doesn't matter if she is though. Like fuck it, fuck it. Anyways, because we haven't had the day two yet. But normally I don't. Normally I don't speak about g- girls in my life uh, until we've had a day two. Um, or at least. But fuck it. Who cares? Like I don't. I don't. I don't. If she happens to be listening to this. Highly does she is. But if she is, uh, I look forward to seeing you. <laughs> anyway, so we, where was that with that? We, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Like it was, uh, it was something that it's not that I was never uninterested in her. It's just that because of where I'm at in life right now, I prioritize the business over my day twos right now. And so there's just a lot of backed up day twos that I'm supposed to go on that I just don't go on. Which I, have just, I say to girls, I'll get back to you. You know, I'll get back to you. So, but just on a whim, yesterday, I took a day off. I took a day off the business. And I just thought, hey, yeah, I'll message her. And I, and I slide her a message in the morning, say, yo, I know late notice, but if you want to chill, let me know. Meet up in town today. She gets back to me saying, oh, I would love to, but I actually have an assignment that's due tonight. I think she's at uni. I don't know what she studies. That's how much I know about her. And uh, I'm like, that's cool. Uh, but she's, oh yeah, she's like, yeah, but we'll, another day for sure. And we'll set it up. So... Why, why did I, oh that's why but 
let's just say, because I'll give you an example of just something really current. Let's just say that even though I know that the, the vibe between her and I is that it's, it's like, we like, like, we think each other's the shit. Like we, 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 we can recognize that we are at least off the outset, uh, physically attracted to each other and that we've had a little bit of back and forward and we know that we, we get along at least a little bit. We've got to see whether we're actually cool when we get in real life together. But even with the green lights that I'm already getting from this girl that, and, and when I say that, what I'm saying there is that I don't expect this girl to throw me a lot of hardballs. I don't expect her to throw me a lot of sinkers, a lot of change-uppers, a lot of chin-dippers. I don't, I don't expect this interaction with this girl to be a test, a mammoth test of just this girl that's dealing with psychological issues. I don't expect that. It could happen, but I don't expect that. But even so, I would never walk into this interaction with this girl, going out on this date with this girl, expecting that I'm going to have sex with her on the first date, or that I would have sex with her at all. At all. Why? Because I don't know her yet. We haven't had that connection yet. There's, there's many a girl that I have been, that I know, well, even off just... That this this was off a online. It's, we started online, but let's just go back to my bread and butter. Uh, <laughs> I haven't had bread and butter in a long time. But uh, shout out to Paleo Bread. That's a great video. That's good shit. If you know how to cook it right, if you toast it, it's good shit. Uh, <laughs> tangents. Um, what? Oh, okay, bread and butter. My my mistake. Let's go back. Let's go back to my my kangaroo. Okay, let's go back to my 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 Ruberg is here. Which is that if I'm meeting a girl off a day two and that off a cold approach and that cold approach was shit hot and we had an amazing interaction and I know that this day two is going to be fucking lit based on what happened in our cold, on our cold approach and our first interaction, I still never walk into that interaction ever expecting sex in that first day two or in the day three or in the day four, et cetera, et cetera, infinity and beyond. I never expect that. Why? Because of so many reasons, because of what that does to you. And that's why when I come back here, why I was not judging his morality. Because is it is it a low-level dick move to expect sex out of a girl on the first day? Yes, of course it is. Of course it is. What type of entitlement is that? What type of entitled person are you to think that for a girl in which that in this day and age, that there is so much stigma and judgment around what it means to be a girl that is just giving around sex tickets left, right, and center. Just giving them free passes right there. In and out burger, if you're in the US or the UK. We don't even have that in the Austra- in Australia. Do we? No, we don't. Wait, I don't think so. No, we don't. I don't even know because I don't need that shit. But you know, let's 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 call it Maccas. Like you know, you're not a girl is not a Maccas run. Okay? A girl is not a Maccas run if you were to put it down for the Australians. From Aussies, okay. <laughs> just with that, okay. It's 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 a low level dick move to be, to be expecting a girl to be a Macca's run for you for sure. But I'm not going to judge you for that. Why? Because I'm not the type of person that sits in this chair and says you're a bad person or you're a good person. It's not my role. It's not it's not my play. I'm not no not am I am I only not interested in doing that? But I also do not have the entitlement to do that. I don't think anyone is entitled to judge someone else's morality. I think beyond the level of 
Are you harming people? Let people do what they want to do. If you want to be an absolute dick who goes into interactions with girls expecting sex out of them on the first date, by all means, be that dick. Be that Macca's run dick. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. I'm not going to tell you that you shouldn't do it. Because who am I to tell you that? All I can say, though, is that if you are going to do that, expect this. All I can say is expect these repercussions. Expect the girl to feel this way. Expect yourself to feel this way when she responds to you. That's all I can say because I'm a social dynamics coach. I deal in social dynamics, not in morality. If you want to go hear judgments of morality, go to a religion. Go to someone who's preaching religion. I am not preaching religion. I only preach objective-based social dynamics through real-world experience based on myself, based on my clients, based on the last seven to eight years of being in this journey. Actually, it's eight to nine now. I've got to upgrade that. We're getting old. <laughs> We're getting old. So I need to lay it down for you there. And so and so bringing it back up, I've, I've, and I just want to wrap that up. I'll never walk into this girl that I'm, I'm going to see sometime soon expecting sex out of her. No, why? Because I know through experience here, based on one, I don't want to be that back is rotten dickhead. So just based on that, I'm not going to do it because of that. But it's there's that, that's there. That's just like common decency because I'm a good guy. Like I'm not, I'm not a dick, right? There's that, of course. But also if you want to put a right, because that's morality, if you want to put aside the morality, it's pretty lenient morality as well, but if you want to just look at the social dynamics play, which is what I want to do for this guy here, is that if I was to ever walk into an interaction expecting sex out of a girl off the bat, right, that is laden with desperation, neediness, with a skill set that is going to put her under pressure. That is going to, and what do you think happens to a girl? What do you think happens to a girl when you put her under pressure? Now, unless she is a maniac, just just a ravenous nymphonoid, probably not even a word, but the word I was looking for there was just nymph. Was I? Yes. Yes? Yes. Someone who is obsessed with sex. I'm pretty sure that's a nymph. Better get that. <laughs> Yo, pull that in up. Pull that shit up, Uwe. Give me a second. Uh, nymph. I'm pretty sure a nymph is someone who's upset. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of something else because Google here is telling me a nymph is a mythological spirit of nature. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. What Do you know what I'm talking about? There? It's just, I'm not getting the word. I don't want to derail the story here, but or the word, the podcast here. Nymphomaniac. Do you know what I'm talking about? He's someone who's super obsessed with sex. I can't believe I'm not getting the word though. It's something I should know. But anyways, unless you're dealing with something one like that, for most girls, if you come in and put a girl under that kind of pressure, see you later. See you later. Girl's not gonna see you again. Or you're gonna crumble her self-esteem. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna crumble her perception of of masculine beings in general. You're gonna make her feel that this is the way it should be and that she's gonna have to conform to that. No. No, a girl should rebuff a guy that is coming in with that type of external-based need. That to, whenever a guy rocks up on a girl thinking that I need sex out of her, out rebuff him, Re, rebuff him straight away. Teach him that that's not that's not what it is. And listen, I'm saying that because that is, it's just, 
it's it's it, of course there's the morality, but it's not the morality for me personally. For me personally, it's like look at what type of skill set you're enacting there. You're enacting a skill set based on external dependence, which is going to cause you so many issues down the line, which is going to turn you into this into this person of darkness. Right? This this it's 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 a dark dark path you walk when you are only trying to transact with human beings. When you are only trying to take from people rather than give. What if this guy had said, let's let's come with me here. Come with me here right now. What if he had said instead, okay, I went over to her place, we talked for like four hours, we cuddled, we made out, we did a lot more. However, she wasn't comfortable with sex. So we chilled. Versus still no sex. Can you see that those two are polar opposites? Polar opposites. So right there, when he says, still no sex, big question mark right there, just based on tactics, how well were you able to read the girl in front of you? How well were you able to read the girl in front of you? Were you, or, and even if you were able to read the girl in front of you, was it so, this is this is not a good if it is the case, which is that you were able to read that she was not comfortable with sex and you still judge her like that. You're lost, if that's the case. However, what I hope he's not that type of a dick or not that level of a dick, I should say. But at the very base minimum, he definitely is, I would say that here, if you look at at least the contrast, still no sex, I would question his ability to read the girl in front of him and her levels of comfortability. That's the real objectivity here. I'm trying to be as objective as possible, is that I would get him to question that. I would get him to look at that very intensely. And you know, if you just look at the opposite, it's like, and, and it wasn't comfortable. Like, let's say let's say this girl, this girl I was talking about before that maybe I meet up later this week or next week or whatever. We have a great day too. And uh, I bring her back to my place. We're chilling. Maybe we start making out. Okay, clothes start coming off. But all of a sudden, I feel her freeze up a little bit. This is, uh, this is a new territory for her. She's not comfortable for whatever reason. And I just, and I leave it there. I park it there. We don't have sex. And then... I walk away that night reflecting on our interaction and I go, okay, she just wasn't comfortable. She wasn't comfortable. That's fine. That's fine. I'll give her more time. That's fine. I'll give her more time. What does that say beyond my morality? What does that say about my tactical execution, about my social dynamic awareness? It's that I don't need anything from her. I don't need sex from her. I don't need to transact on her. It's fine if it takes another day to. If it's fine if we need to spend another night together just cuddling under the candlelight, looking at the stars, watching the planes fly over, and just be in each other's presence before she's comfortable to let go into that. That's fine. I'd prefer that. I'd prefer that. I would prefer that she takes her time. Now, of course, there is a scale. Of course, there is a scale, which we have talked about before. There is a scale in which that Obviously, if you if it's if you've given a girl, I would say, any more over forward, and I mean rock solid, where you've been progressing hard, like you've been setting up the stage correctly, you have been setting the masculine frame. All these things are in check. We we have these things in check, and you guys have been together four times in these deep, intimate spaces, four or five times, and she's still not comfortable. What that says to me is that you are in such different places in life. You're probably not right for each other. And then it's not, and then so it's not, we put pressure on her that to now have sex. No, now we, we say to her, okay, we're probably not right for each other. We should move on. So it's still then, it's still not trying to transact. 
We're never in the transaction mentality. We're just in the awareness mentality. We're in the empathetic, compassion, wholesome, abundance mentality in which that we read the person in front of us and if they are not comfortable for sex right now, we are totally fine to let that go and let that person go as well because we don't need anything from them. And when you convey that level and that air of non-attachment and when you become the person who can provide that comfortability in that space, what do you think happens to the level of pressure? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just slows right down. Extinguished. Straight extinguishing. Give me a second. You extinguish the pressure. When you become a person who studies the nature of non-attachment and you study what it means to execute non-attachment to all beings and all things in this life, the pressure is extinguished. There is nothing more enjoyable than being around someone who does not need anything from you. But when this guy says to me in this message, still no sex, well, then that tells me you needed the sex. That's it. That's it. That's what it tells me. So what extent? I don't know. But I can say for sure, there was some part of you that needed it. Rock solid for sure. So you need to work on that. So now that that was an intense diagnosis. And analysis. What we would refer to in Japanese as shoumei. An enlightenment. An illumination. It's actually why I like the word so much. Shoumei. <clears throat> shoumei. Um... Hontoni shoume, because honky, honky de shoume, because it's like shoume, it's like show me, show me, but shoume. It kind of works, like the word is within itself. So let's move on here. Uh, hold on. So, like I said, there was a shoume there, there's the illumination of it. How does this guy work on it? He needs to go back to the previous bottle and listen to that. He needs to go to uh, that video that I put up called The Dream Girl I Had to Delete Forever. He needs to watch that. He needs to have a night on his own in which that he analyzes what is it that I'm looking to get out of my relationships? What is it? What is it that I'm... Why is it? Why is it that I walked into this interaction with this girl, which, as we now know, I by no means had any entitlement whatsoever, even when you are operating on strong principles and are hidden, just your hidden home runs. You're knocking shit out of the ballpark. You still have no entitlement, right? Why is it that I felt entitled to sex with this girl on some level? Why? That's the work he needs to do on his own. We'll leave that there. and We'll move on. This is a long session right here. We've gone like, what are we, just ticking over an hour and 35, hour and 40? This is good. I like this. I like this. And what I like more, just for a second here, is uh, just to relieve the pressure in our minds because we're about to transition to probably the final stage of this potter is that my energy levels are rock solid. I did have a, I told you that uh, I had my matcha before. It wasn't quite a triple shot, but I did put more matcha in, but it was comboed with a banana, red grapes, what I refer to as the legend shake. If you want to know more about the legend shake, it's, it's not the time to do it now, but it's just, no, no, it's, it's a mental, uh, it's like a nootropic. It's like a nootropic shake, I guess you could say in a way, without the actual nootropics. So anyways, uh, let's move on here. Let's move on. This is the final stage of the potter. Yeah, my apologies, guys. Uh, there's been like a 15-second break because I had to reset the uh, battery. 
That's what happens in these longest sessions. At least I don't have to reset the memory card, though. Uh, so I do apologize if the camera angle has changed slightly. Slightly. Squishy duck it in. Um, okay, so where were we here? Back in his message here. Um, still no sex. <clears throat> but it was a very intimate night we spent together. Now, I text her the next day. And it's been two days, and she hasn't responded to my texts. Ooh, ooh, can we, can we uh, throw a little question mark in as to why my, that might be? Anyways, continue. I'm kind of confused because we both had a great night, and all of a sudden she goes quiet. I don't want to reach out again or call her because I don't want to seem needy. Hmm. Continuing. Even though I really like this girl and compared to all the other girls I have in my rotation, she's the one I really like the most. So of all the abundance I have, I still have a little one-itis over this one girl. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> this could be a five, a uh, like a three-hour podcast, really, because what he's just said there, I could go on another hour and a half for. We won't, but I could. Maybe we will. <laughs> we'll see. And uh, I'm stuck and thought maybe I should reach out to you and see if you have any advice. Also, I'm running out of time to make anything happen with this girl. That's the other major red flag. Oh, you guys should now, now you guys, if you were at the beginning of this potter going, hmm, why is it a red flag when Adam says, when, when, when he says, I'm running out of time to make anything happen with this girl? Why is it a red flag? If you can't see why that's a red flag now, holy shit, go back and rewatch this podcast, please. Please, sir. Uh, I don't have, I don't, I'm running out of time to make anything happen with this girl as I have two more weeks before she goes home. I believe regardless that I should play the best game I can with this girl and not be a desperate needy guy. And I also said that was the other red flag, play the best game. Um, so if you have any advice, I would appreciate it. Now, I told you guys at the beginning of this potter that there's a full play here because I wasn't able to make this podcast in time, I don't believe. So he sent me a message, another message, a follow-up message with some reflective thoughts. So this is going to be a long potter. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, long po- I don't ever come in with an idea of like, we don't have a time limit. There's no time limit. Like, I know I can only upload maximum file size of like 160 meg or whatever, but that just means I just slightly lower the qualities to make to allow for a slightly smaller file size. But you guys don't notice. Like, you don't notice. Um, but it's not a long potter for the sake of a long potter. I only go into what I feel is necessary. So I'm not saying we're going to go for three hours, but I will I will do full justice to what I feel is necessary. And listen, I've already dropped some major gold at this point. So you, you could peace out if you want, but I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. There's a lot more shit to go into here. But I will move things. I will move things with, with uh, respect, with respect to time. So when he says, let's hold up. I'm kind of confused because we both had a great night. First question there, well, now you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be confused now. You have a re- you have more than enough ammo to start to... So what does he need to do? I've said it already. I'll say it again quickly here. In order to clear his confusion, he needs to analyze his 50 based on everything that I've just said and understand where his mentality was coming from. And because, listen, he may not be aware of... And I am almost 100% sure he was not aware of the pressure he was putting on the girl... If and to what extent that pressure may have been. Listen, he's based on his messages here. We know for sure he's not aware of his own mentalities to some degree. 
He's, he's a little bit, a little bit towards the end there, but we know that he has some big holes in terms of his self-awareness. So there's already a lot of work to be done there, and he just needs to analyze that. And what's most important is that it's unconscious. It is unconscious until you enact this level of self-awareness to reach out to someone like me and have me rip your shit, and to reach out to yourself and rip your own shit, and to go in on yourself, okay? So yeah, don't beat yourself up on that. Like This is the journey. The journey is that you learn through this, that you now go through and you do a full deep dive analysis on your own 50 through these experiences and go into the next experience, hoping just to be 50%, uh, sorry, 10% better. If you could be 10%, if this guy could be 10% more self-aware in the next interaction, that's a win. That's a win. Anything more than that's a bonus. It takes time. Like social dynamics is not an overnight process. It takes time because you're fundamentally changing how you interact with human beings. It takes time. So, and okay, moving on through here. Even though I really like this girl and compared to all the other girls I have in my one in my rotation, she's the one I really like the most. So right there, there's like, of course, no surprises. It doesn't surprise me that he was trying to get sex out of her, that he was trying to transact with her. Listen to what he just said. I really like this girl compared to all the other girls. So he's put her on a pedestal. Go back. Go back to my other potters. Hold up, let me just get up the YouTube here. Which potter did I speak about that on really intensely? Fuck. Hold up. Uh, how, to, how to avoid being the needy Mr. Nice Guy. BDP95, I go in depth on that. Definitely. In a lot of my content, I talk about this shit anyway. Uh, so continuing on. No surprises. When he says that he's, when he's put this girl on the pedestal, He's acting this way. So with all the abundance I have, I still have this little one artist over this girl. Yeah, no surprises. I'm stuck and thought maybe I should reach out to you. Here we go. Here's the final thing. Also, I'm running out of time to make anything happen with this girl as I have as I have two more weeks before she goes home. What are you, what are you talking about? You're running out of time to make anything happen. There's just so many issues with that mentality. The number one being that what type, what do you, what, what expectations do you have for your own actions and skill set? What type of expectations do you have for your own skill set if you have put a clock on this? What do you mean you're running out of time? Oh, ah, it just, it, it hurts my mind. It hurts my head that anyone would operate with that mentality, that there is a clock on this interaction. That Now, what do you, are you for those of you that are like just not with it at this point, or maybe you're just getting tired mentally and you're not on the same level of, that I'm on right now in terms of mental acuity. What what are you saying, Adam? That he could somehow get her to stay with him? No, that's not what I'm talking about in terms of time. What I'm talking about is that, number one, we are not living in the 1800s in which that travel is not a thing. Right? Guys get so buried in this like scarce, this scarce mentality that they have to make things happen now or it's never. That the, that the idea of a plane doesn't exist or that the idea of maintaining comms and then reconnecting at a later stage does not exist or that just maintaining an interaction that is wholesome, good and clean with someone because we never know what's going to happen in life does not exist. The fact that guys do not factor this in to their awareness, it just blows my fucking mind. They were not living in the 1800s where it takes three months to take a ship between Los Angeles and Sydney. Back in the, back, the first voyage from Sydney 
Sydney, Australia to Los Angeles took three months on, on a ship and a lot of those people died as well, okay? Not the case anymore. You can catch a 14-hour flight. About to do it myself. In a month's time, about to do it myself. I love it. I love it that you can even do that. So there is no clock in that sense, but more so, there's no clock because if you put a clock and you say to me that I'm running out of time to make something happen with this girl, what do you think that's going to happen to your, what do you think that's going to do to your unconscious behaviors towards her? What type of, what do you think, what type of toxin do you think that releases into the water of your relationship with this girl? Do you think that that is a nutrient? Do you think that mentality is a nutrient that is going to help foster and induce the growth of a of a harmonious and well-balanced, well-balanced masculine to feminine energy interaction between you and her in which that she can just let go, no pressure, let go into your masculine frame? Do you think that's going to foster that? Or do you think it's going to foster and induce a a, a dark a dark, toxic pressure. There you go. It's that pressure. It's hard to put into words, but it's a, it's a toxic pressure. When you put a time, when you put a time frame on an interaction with a girl, it is a toxic pressure that is going to put her into a place of which that I do not feel comfortable with in a way that I know that I could be feel like I should be. Because you've done this. When you do this, you're going. Of course, you're going to rush it with her. Of course, you're not going to be able to read the girl. Let's just put it right there. You are not going to be able to read the girl to the best of your ability and read her levels of her comfortability if you have this time frame on having to make something happen. When you say you have to make something happen with her, you are already making this toxic. My friend, my friend, you got to work. You got to work, and I love it. I love it. I love it because, because now you know. And listen, guys, the reason why I speak this way is because I don't care whether this guy hates me or loves me after this. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if this guy receives this feedback and just goes deep into his ego and just fights it. Fights it with all his life and never grows. I don't give a shit because it's his life. It's not mine. I don't give a shit if this guy changes in life and evolves and becomes the greatest and just never makes these mistakes again in the rest of his life. I don't give a shit. Why? Because it's not my life. It's not my life. It's his life. And all I can say to him is that if you wish to go forward in your interactions with feminine beings and to provide a strong masculine frame that allows them to sexually let go into you, you have to let go of this transactional mentality of putting a time frame on having to make something happen with her, on having to get sex out of a girl. Let it go. Let it go. A girl will never feel 100% comfortable with you, and that's like being generous. A girl will never really feel entirely comfortable with you to even a small degree as well. Like, oh, Jesus, hold on, let me reset. I, can ju- I just can't imagine a girl ever feeling comfortable with a guy that has that type of mentality. So then and there, that's nail in the coffin. That's uh, bases loaded, bottom of the ninth, sent you straight back to the stands. That's what it is, son. That's a home run right there. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> what a bottle. What a fucking bottle. Okay, so, yeah, this is where we're going to finish up. We'll finish up because he sent me a little message afterwards. 
And it wouldn't be fair if I didn't read this. So he sent me that on April. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and I believe. Oh, there's the other thing. This, I believe regardless that I should play the best game I can with this girl. Let me just wrap that up real quick. Why is that a red flag? Because there's no game to be played with her. It's a human interaction. There's only something to be learned. I, I will give you a pass if you're using the word game in the way that I said that I used it before in terms of your, you're using the word game as in reference to your social dynamic skill set. But if you think, if you're using that as, I believe regardless that I should play the best game I can with this girl. Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he is. But let me just say this. If you're, if you're the type of guy that thinks that it's a game to be played with you and this girl, yeah, you're going to make all these mistakes this guy's made. It's a human interaction, right? Let go of that shit. Um, so I asked him, just for context, I asked him what was the text that you sent her the night after, the day after the intimate night. And he said that uh, when, when they hanged out on Saturday night, the next day on the Sunday, he texted her saying she was supposed to go to church. So he texted her at like 6 p.m. the next day saying, did you make church today? So do we break that down? I mean, at this point, we don't need to. At this point, I don't need to break that down because it's just, it's all a result of the previous thing. It's all just like, it's, I, yeah, there's nothing to break down there. If you, you need, fix everything else before that, then we can talk about this shit, okay? There's, there's nothing to break down in that if you've listened to this potter correctly. So I wanted to read this follow-on message. He sent that April 29th. So when was that? April 29th was a Monday. April 29th. And then he sent it to me on Wednesday, this next message. April 29th. So I'm just getting the dates here. And then on the Wednesday. So a couple days later, was it? It doesn't give me the date. It just says Wednesday. So I don't know if that was, I don't know if it's a week later. Anyways, I'll move on. Anyways, he sends me a follow-up message saying this. I don't know, I'm sure I need to reset. No, we're good. Hey, Adam, thank you for the new video, mate. That hit home helped a lot. I think the biggest reason that this bothered me was in my mind, I was looking for validation through someone else's eyes. I thought if I have sex with this girl, then obviously I'm reaching a new milestone in my dating journey. But honestly, I sat down and looked deep into myself and realized that whether I have sex with this girl or not, whether she replies to my text or not, I'm still the same person. I still have the same flaws I need to work on. I realized that the only reason I wanted this girl was to fill a hole inside of me that needs filling with something else. Maybe purpose, I guess. So I deleted the number. It was hard to do, lol. But I did and deleted the text. I probably won't make the same mistake again, but you live and learn. Have a good week, bud. Thank you for your time. So the video he was referring to that he was thanking me for was that video I put up last week saying the dream girl I had to delete forever. The dream girl I had to delete for forever. Forever. So if you want to know, if you want to listen to that, and I already referenced it in this video, that's what he was talking about. But listen, that's beautiful. I think it would only be fair for me to read that out. And, and that's pre me recording this podcast, obviously. So everything that he said there, you know, I'm happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that he's able to be become aware through that video, that that video did enough to be able to, for him to be able to look at his own neediness 
But I just, it's interesting. So does that mean he doesn't need to listen to this podcast? No, no, because of course, this is a two-hour podcast that has dived into the depths of which that that short little video I put up could never do. So I hope he still listens to this. But there's light. That's it. There's light. His message there, in which that he was able to recognize I still have the same flaws I need to work on, I realized that the only reason I wanted this girl was to fill a hole inside of me that needs filling with something else. It's powerful. It's powerful shit, right? And I love it. I love it. That's I couldn't ask for anything more. I couldn't ask for anything more from this guy to be able to realize. And that now moving forward, what I would ask if he would like to move forward is that he goes into his next interactions with girls and he relinquishes all attachment to receiving, to taking. Okay, you just relinquish that from yourself. You no longer walk into interactions with beings in general looking to transact because that will put you into desperation mode. That will force a girl never to text you back. That will force a girl to never want to message you back. Okay. That's it. That's why we're wrapping it up. It's interesting because we normally have a summary. That was a summary. But normally a summary has a little more tactical knowledge in it. But to be honest, this entire potter has been a journey of tactical summarization. That I've been making sure at every little blockade, in a block, every little point here to wrap things up. Which I guess maybe why it's taken a little bit long. This potter has gone for longer. But, you know, it's beautiful. And I just want to say here at the end that it instills faith within me that this person has the ability to grow and that no matter how far off someone is, you know, I've seen some shit. I've seen some shit. Like this guy is pretty far gone in terms of his message. I've seen some shit of guys on like the zero to five in terms of zero to 10. Hardcore of all hard cases being zero. Absolute natural of all naturals being a 10. You know, the mentalities he's talking about there, that's a five and below for sure. And I've seen people below that, much below that, change themselves, change their lives. And it's inspirational as shit. And I wish the best for all of you. I hope that all of you can get to the place that this guy has got to. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. It's, a, it's an honor that the video that I put up, that short video, was able to get him to that place. But I feel like I would like to hear his time. I would like to hear his feedback and time after listening to this real in-depth potter and see what happens after that and even more so how he goes with the next interaction because that's what I want to leave you guys with here which is that I may go hard on you but just know that I go hard on you because I want you to grow. I want you to become the men that father the next generation of sons and daughters. That's what I want. I want our species, our race of human beings to evolve, to, com- to, to overcome what is restraining us from being the very best that we can be and to just evolve. That's what I want. And the only way I can see that that can be achieved is by being ruthless and merciless to allow you to illuminate your own path of development and to liberate you from your own delusions and to see what it is that you're fucking up on and to see what it is that I may have not been aware of and been unconscious with with this person and to now move forward and change that. That's why I speak the way I speak. That's why I go in depth like this. And that's why for the rest of time, 
I will never sugarcoat shit. I will always give you guys the real thing because it's the only way I can say that you can actually grow. And with that being said, that's where we're going to finish this up. The outro will come after this. But uh, yeah, I just thank you guys so much. And I'm, uh, I'm honored to be in this position. So thank you. Let's run that outro. What a sesh. Yeah. Thank you so much for diving in with me, my friends. I'm so grateful. If you'd like to connect with me outside of this potto, the best place to do so is on the gram, at saying one Also, you guys can slide me your own contacts, your own emails at boldoja.com. In the about section, there's a contact form there, and uh, you guys can send me your own things for the potos, anything like that, all through boldoja.com, which of course you guys can pick up the Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game. You can book one-on-one Skype coaching, dive into your deep individual context, and also book in for those deep immersive day game boot camps, which of course, New York, US trip coming up in a month. So excited. Uh, just let me your inquiries there. I can send you the full details of bootcamp all at boldoja.com. If you guys would like to support this pod, which is through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, where you can donate anything you wish to support this pod. So grateful for that. Also, on boldoja.com, there is a donate directly uh, button through the website if you don't want to go through PayPal. It's just in the Boldoja podcast section, just at the top. You'll find it there. So grateful, thank you. This was a session of sessions. This was a real hallmark. We're almost hitting up on the 100. You'd think this might be the 100th episode, but this is crazy. This is some crazy shit. And I just thank you guys so much for being on the journey with me. And if you dived in for this entire session, you got my respect. You got my straight respect if you made it uh, this far. And I would really love your feedback. I'd love for you to drop a comment on YouTube. I'd love for you to share this with someone that if you feel like they could get some benefit from it, I'd love for you to hit me up on the gram and just let me know your thoughts and feelings this is my share this is what i live for and i thank you so much for being here with me and with that being said the path is powerful and the journey will always be your journey and i'm just wishing you guys so much peace so much joy so much love in all of it forever and always thank you Ciao.